0: Hello there. This is Pastor Marianne Bruce Conover of Birth and Family Church. We've been pastoring here for longer than we'd like to tell you. <laughs> Amen. Welcome it's been to. Been
1: awesome,
0: hasn't it? <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> Welcome to Healing School. We're glad that you're here tonight. And really, uh, we've been doing this now for uh, over a year. And uh, what we're doing is we're just showing us from Scripture how to receive the healing that uh, Jesus has already provided for us. So if, you don't, uh, if you've got your uh, Bibles out and you're ready to jump in tonight, go ahead and open to 1 Peter uh, chapter 2. I want us to look at a very uh, familiar scripture. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, we're going to go down to verse 24. And as we get into this uh, tonight, let's go ahead and trust the Lord for revelation. Amen. We understand that Jesus said that this book is spiritual, meaning that first and foremost, he's addressing our spirits, and what he as a spirit has given to us. And it's not necessarily understood intellectually. It it has to be believed and accepted with our heart, meaning that we believe it. And that's why Jesus told us to become as little children. Because as we become as a little child, we just take him at face value, and we just don't have to understand everything, but we do believe it. So let's go ahead and approach him in prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for healing school. And we see from Scripture that we are as healed as we are saved. We thank you that at that time you paid the price not only for our sin nature, but for our and as well as our wrongdoing, but you also purchased and delivered us and redeemed us from the effects of sin. We just thank you for it right now, in Jesus' name. Amen. So going over here to 1 Peter 224, and as we as we just prayed, it's really important for us to understand that we are as healed as we are saved. Again, I think a lot of times we're trying to get God to do something for us. We're, We're trying to get him to move in our life. We're trying to get him to do this and to do that. And really we need to focus first and foremost of what Christ has already accomplished for us. What he's already purchased for us. And put it in terms of what Is our responsibility in receiving that which he purchased. Now, notice over here in verse 24, 1 Peter 2, he says, who his own self, and this is talking about Jesus. And notice it says that he bear our sins. That that means that God the Father, while Jesus was on the cross, uh, our sin nature, the effects of sin, all of it. Lock, stock, and barrel was placed on the Lord. That's why it tells us in Galatians that he's redeemed us from the curse. How did he do that? He became the curse for us. So we already know he bared away our sins. It says that he bare in his body uh, on the tree our sins. And that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. Meaning that he not only provided for us the forgiveness of sins, but he provided for us to be resurrected in our spirit, that we'd live unto righteousness. That's the removal of our sin nature. But then in the same breath, in the same breath it says that Jesus bared away our sin nature and Jesus bared away what we have done wrong. Notice it says that by whose stripes you were healed. Now again, as we mentioned, Peter here, as he's writing this, he's looking back to the cross. He's looking back to what Christ has already done. That's why it's past tense. He says, by your stripes or by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. healed. Now, some would say, oh, that means that he's, you know, he's healed our, our uh, you know, our spirit. Well, our, our spirit can't be healed. It had <laughs> to be resurrected. On. Come on. It Amen. had to be Amen. born again. We, yes. we, we required a spiritual birth. We were, we were born from that death position, separated from God, and born into God's kingdom as his children when we accepted Christ. So you can't be healed spiritually. He's actually talking about uh, healing for the, for the physical body. Why else would Jesus show us the will of God during his earthly ministry and everyone that came to him for healing he accommodated them. Not once did he say, well, let me think about it. Not once did he say, no, it's the Lord's will for you to be sick. Not once did he say, oh, we're trying to teach you something. Not once. And so as we approach this subject of, of healing, it's really important that we get that.
1: Amen. Yes.
0: If you're wondering whether or not God's willing to do something for you in the way of healing of your body, and that's, in the back of your mind, then your your faith really isn't fully engaged. That's right. Yeah, you you've yeah. got to believe that it's already an accomplished fact, Amen. and you're just receiving yeah. what they've already purchased for you, both God the Father and God the Son. So let's uh, get into Scripture uh, tonight. We've been we've been working on a subject matter of uh, being vaccinated against uh, sickness, and uh, we, we've we've just been looking at. Three separate points. We haven't got to the third one yet. Maybe we'll get there tonight. Maybe. Let, let, let's see what happens here. We'll but, see. <laughs> but first and foremost, we, we, have, to, we have to resist fear. Yeah. This is step number one. If I, if I want to see healing from my body, if I want to establish myself as a vessel that sickness can't invade and can't come upon me, okay. thus Taking our vaccination. If if it's, if I'm going to get to that level of of divine life, then number one, I have to recognize fear. Yeah. And then I have to resist it. Come on. The only way that fear can impact us, the only way that fear can open a door to what the enemy has, is if we accept it.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true.
0: And fear is so subtle. I mean, you don't hear a knock on the door saying, hi, I'm fear. I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you. You know, <laughs> it's, it's very subtle. And our culture is so inundated with okay. fear. Yeah, I, I, I heard uh, my son's uh, sermon uh, just, uh, was it probably this morning, he was talking about why are all the shelves at the grocery stores bare? Well, it's because of fear.
1: Everybody stocking up, grabbing yeah. what they can.
0: They're completely motivated by fear. Yes. And that caused them to do that. And so sickness is the same <laughs> way. If we become so fearful, you know, with what's going on right now with this epidemic, and we, we start allowing our faith to be diminished and our fear to be built up, then we become vulnerable. So yeah. number one, we have to recognize and resist fear. Amen. You remember what we quoted in Job 3:25, which to me really gives us a very explicit example of what happens when we do enter into a spirit of fear. It says for fear I feared and because of that it meeteth me and what I was afraid of does come to me. Yeah. So understand that Amen. fear puts you on a collision course with what the enemy has for you. Oh,
1: that's good.
0: What that's does he true. have for you? Those things that kills, that, those things that steals, and that destroys. which destroys. Sickness is one of those. Mm-hmm. Sickness diminishes our life. And so if I'm going to be fearful of it, then I'm going to be drawn to it, and I will yeah. have it in Amen. my life. I wrote this down. It says, until we deal with the fear of getting sick, it'll be difficult for us to stay healthy. Wow. Amen. Step number two.
1: Yay.
0: Take, I know, that was quick. was <laughs> a
1: fast one. My, my wife is astonished.
0: <laughs> uh, I guess I am as well. Uh, step number two is uh, take your medicine.
1: Oh, come on. Amen. Take Amen. your medicine.
0: Too many times we try and receive God's blessing with the remembrance of what scripture says. And we use that as a substitute from taking a dose of God's word and getting it into us. Sometimes we, we lose track of the fact that the word of God contains a spiritual substance.
1: Yeah.
0: It's carriers. The, the words that are, that are in the book as we read them, as we believe them, they're carriers of that substance of life. Jesus said in John six sixty three. he says, the word that I speak, speak to you, they are spiritual and they have the, the uh, ability to produce life in you. Amen. When yes. you take a dose of the word Amen. of God during the day, what you're doing is you're taking a dose of life. His life, everlasting life. Yes. And that life will push sickness out of your body. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the laws of sin and death. We talked about getting the word of God in us. We looked at Proverbs 420. It says that, number one, we're we're to get the word uh, so that we can hear it, Mm -hmm. incline our ear. That word incline almost means to dial in the tuner to hear it, meaning that you're hearing it with the the same uh, ability to see what it's doing in you. You're watching it with the eyes of your heart and what it's doing as you hear it. You actually, just like when you take medicine, you believe that life is going into your body mm-hmm. to push Can out a sickness or your, a disease. Yes. Well, we, we need to imagine the same thing when we get the word and we hear it. We, we let it paint a picture. So he says, incline your ear to his sayings. He says, let them not depart from thy eyes. You have to see yourself well. You've got to see yourself healed. Fear sees ourselves sick. Mm -hmm. Faith Mm -hmm. sees ourselves well. Especially at the same time that we have symptoms in our body. Mm -hmm. You you don't focus on the symptoms. You you focus on the health and the healing. And you see that with your eyes of your spirit. And then he says, then you've got to guard what you put in your heart by hearing and seeing. He says, keep it in the midst of your heart. Amen. And then it says in the 22nd verse of Proverbs 4, he says that the word of God produces life into those that receive it or find it. And it brings healing or medicine to our flesh. So first of all, we, we eliminate fear. We get into a position of faith. Second of all, we, we get our the medicine that God has given us into our being, into our spirit. So from there, it can go out and impact and create life in every cell of our body. And this is something we need to take every day. Yes. Please, please don't consider uh, that just by the remembrance of the word every day, that that causes that life to work in you. It says that, that faith comes by hearing, present tense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say faith comes by having heard. No, you've got to expose yourself to the Word of God every day, and that's what gets the life of God in you. So again, yes, it's exactly right. It's
1: just like taking your medicine at home. You know, you take your pills, you take whatever. It's God's medicine.
0: Exactly. You You
1: just got to have your dose for the day. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen.
0: And so uh, I made this highlight on my notes. Getting the Word of God in our heart is probably the most important aspect of our miracle because unless you get a seed in the ground you'll never get a harvest come on and so if i'm expecting to have a harvest of healing i've got to get the word seed into the soil of my heart
1: amen yes
0: right right. how can i expect a harvest without the seed being in the soil and so when we get it into us that's when it produces the miracle. I have a quote here from a, a minister that, that Mare and I have followed for years. And he says this. He says, God's word that is heard and conceived in the heart, then formed by our tongue and spoken out of our own mouth, becomes a spiritual force Releasing the healing power of God within us.
1: Amen. Yes, sir.
0: Think about that.
1: That's good.
0: This is how we get it to work for us. And you know, we kind of have to get a little uppity about this. I like that. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) How'd you do that?
1: Uppity.
0: Yeah, right? (laughs) Understand that sickness is trespassing. On your body it doesn't have a legal right to come on you come on and you have authority over it because Jesus has already defeated it in your behalf so now it's up to us not to wait for God to do something but to take what he's already given get it in us And then get it created into our flesh by our believing and acting upon that word that's in our heart. And primarily, that's going to be by what we say. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. we got to catch ourselves from saying, oh, I'm coming down with something. Oh, it's flu season. I always get something this time of year. Well, can you see what we're doing? (laughs) We're opening the door and say, come on, come on in for a while. No. Sickness is an enemy. Sickness is trespassing. And let me just tell you as nicely as I can, and speaking to myself, it's up to me and it's up to you to stop that sickness from trespassing.
1: Come on, amen.
0: And that can only come when we are so filled with the knowledge of the word that we recognize it as a trespass and we get... Cranky about it.
1: Oh, uh-uh, awesome. honey. You're not coming
0: on me, sickness. And, 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 and have a confidence in what God has given right. us. Yes. I'm not saying to be prideful about it. I'm going to do this. No, I'm going to do this through Christ. With his word, with his authority, and with his name. And it will flee. Amen. And it will flee in Jesus' name. Okay, number three. And, uh, yeah, we are, we are just cruising here tonight. Uh, number three, and as my wife already knows, this is going to take a while. <laughs> the, the first two points were just in the way of review. And so Yay. now let's kind of get roll up our sleeves and let's get into this final one. You know, we have to resist our symptoms. Yeah. We talked about resisting fear. We talked about getting the medicine in us. But now it's up to us to resist the symptoms. I want you to go on over to uh, Matthew chapter eight. I I hope you've got your Bibles with you. I hope you either have the hard copy open, right? And it's all marked up showing that (laughs) you've been a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Or you've got your Bible app and you've got it open and you've got different translations you can go to and kind of get the, you know, flesh it out and, and get all the meat that's there. Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. And we're going to see this testimony of the centurion, which is uh, pretty awesome. So here we go. And I think that I've got the King James Version. Uh, You can tell me whether or not I'm right or not. Here we go, Matthew 8, 5. It says that Jesus came into Capernaum, and there, there came unto him a centurion. And so you understand a centurion, he's a he's a Roman uh, officer in their army. Uh, He had anywhere from a hundred people under him, maybe as much as a thousand. And so this centurion, so he's he's not a Jew. He's a Gentile like most of us uh, are. And he was beseeching him in verse six. He says, Lord, I mean, you know, that's a good place to start. When, you, nice. when you're talking Amen. To, the, to Jesus. Amen. 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 Kind of puts things into perspective. Mm-hmm. He says, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy. And he says that he's grievously tormented. So we've got to assume that he's in some sort of pain. He's in a discomfort. Mm-hmm. It could be that he can't walk. He can't move around. People maybe have to dress him, feed him, bathe him, all those kind of things. Now, notice, notice the response of Jesus. And, and we've got to... This needs to be the way that we think. He comes to Jesus. He asks that somebody under his roof, under his house, which helps us know that we can, we can use our faith for those that are living in our presence. Right? He says, I want you uh, to heal him. And, and Jesus says right away... After he hears that this servant is sick, he says, I will come and heal him.
1: Hallelujah,
0: Amen. How many of you know that that's always the response of the Lord?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Amen. Amen. Because he came to destroy the works of the devil. Sickness yes. and disease are works of the devil. Was he successful? <laughs> oh, yeah. Through his resurrection. Amen. Hallelujah. And so all we're doing is just enforcing that victory of that resurrection and that defeat of death, hell, and the grave. But notice in verse 8, Jesus, he's, he's telling Jesus that he's got a, a servant that's sick. Jesus says, okay, let's go. I'll come to your place and, and I'll heal him. <clears throat> the centurion answered the Lord and says, I am not worthy. Hmm. Hmm. I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. But he says, all you have to do is speak the word only. All you have to do is give the command. And your and my servant shall be healed. Now that's 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 awesome. I mean, how, how many of us, if we had Jesus telling us, I'm going to come to your place, we're going, yeah, come on.
1: <laughs> Amen. <laughs>
0: Woohoo. <laughs> come on. But in. this servant recognized something. This servant saw a spiritual principle. And he realized that Jesus could work in that principle. He says, just speak the word only, speak the command only. And he begins to explain to Jesus why he feels that way. He says, I am a man under authority. Now, we'll get to this a little bit later, but that's, that's key. If you want authority, if I want authority, I have to be under authority.
1: Come on. Come on. That's, that's good. Hallelujah. Yes, he
0: says, I'm a man under authority. He says, I've got soldiers unto me, under me. I say to this one, go. Guess what? He goes. Mm -hmm. To another, come. And guess what? He comes. And to my servant, I say, do this. And he does it. Amen. Jesus in verse 10 says, well, first he was blown away when he heard this centurion. Now you understand, this man's not a Jew. He doesn't understand the covenant like the Jewish people did. That they had with God. So Jesus, when he heard what this man said, it says that he marveled. Now look what it says, "...and Jesus then said to him that followed." Well, who's with Jesus? Who's following Jesus around? Well, we got Peter. Mm -hmm. We got John. We got James. we, we, We got all the disciples his inner circle, so to speak. There's probably others that have been following who have a great and and deep respect for Jesus, believing that he's the Messiah, that he's the Son of God. So he's talking to these people. The Lord's inner circle. Yeah, his peeps. And he says to them, I have not found so great faith and then he extends it to the entire Jewish kingdom.
1: Yeah.
0: No, not in Israel. Now, this is amazing. He's actually telling Peter, you think you got faith? This is great faith. Okay. <clears throat> Isn't that something? Yeah. Hallelujah. Now, let me say this if the centurion can have great faith, so can we.
1: Yeah.
0: We just have to have the same perspective Amen. as the centurion. That's it. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's it. Now let's go down to verse 13. Now Jesus says under the centurion, he says, go your way. Kind of like, well, I guess my work here is done. <laughs> I guess we, got, we can mark that one off. Yeah. Meaning what? He says, go your way as you have believed. King James says, as thou hast believed. Yeah. Did you know Jesus didn't say, as I have believed? He didn't say, as your disciples have believed? Jesus told him the reason that the work here was done because of what the centurion believed. Yes. Hallelujah. He says, As thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. As you have believed, be it done unto you. Isn't that awesome? Amazing. And it says that the servant was healed in the self-same hour. Again, that's interesting. Many times, healings, you know, there's a, a time between when your faith is released and when the manifestation of what you believe comes to pass. Yeah. Now, it happens instantaneously as well. Amen. But yes. who cares which way it is? Mm-hmm. We're looking for the end result.
1: Yes. Amen.
0: See, some it to happen instantaneous so they can say, that's right, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what faith's like eat. right there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I get that. But we're looking for the end results.
1: Yes. Amen. Amen.
0: And Amen. so if there's a time of recovery, or whether it happens instantaneously, I'm okay, right? Because I'm looking for the healing. I'm looking for the deliverance from that sickness and from that disease. Now, Jesus made a comment. He says, I have found, I have not found such a great faith. No, not in Israel. So Jesus is describing that which is a great faith. And I think that that's what you and I should be pursuing.
1: I think that's what we should be ascribing to.
0: I think that that's something that we should be working on to get to that place of great faith. Faith. And we can.
1: Yes, we can. Because
0: we have this instruction manual to figure out how to do it. Does that sound good? All right. So let's find out what is the definition What is the definition of great faith? If I can define it, then I can begin ascribing to it. Mm -hmm. I can begin walking in it. Yes. I can begin allowing that to be a part of my life. Now, let's look at, there's three points here, and I won't apologize for number one, number two, number three. I'm a teacher, and that's I'm sorry, that's how I see scripture. And so So uh, we (laughs)
1: learned.
0: My wife's a bottom-line person. Just tell me what I'm you want to. S- <laughs> just tell me what you want to say. A and I'm more of an explainer. A teacher, I'm and a um, so, <laughs> yeah, and, and this out. is healing school. So I guess this is the right format for doing this. Amen. So right. let's look at three ingredients. Obviously, this isn't all the ingredients, but we're just looking at three. Three ingredients of great faith. And as we begin to see what these ingredients are, we can begin applying those ingredients. You know, if I put in the right ingredients into a bowl and shake it on up, I can make a cake, Mm -hmm. right? And so we can do that with the Word of God. So this uh, this is number one. This is the very first ingredient. This centurion recognized that Jesus was empowered by God. He didn't see Jesus as an ordinary man. Mm -hmm. He saw him as someone under authority, like he was. Yes. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Um, Wow. Uh, (laughs) Let me just say this. I, I just believe that the Lord wanted me to mention this. This is why the devil tries to get you separated from a church.
1: Ooh, come on.
0: This is why the devil wants you to be the Lone Ranger.
1: Yeah.
0: This is why the devil tries to get you offended. Come on. Tries you to get disappointed. Tries to hurt your feelings with your relationship, not with your church as much as your pastor. (laughs) And he wants to... Take you out from that place where you're under authority.
1: Mm-hmm. Come on, that's good. And he
0: always that's makes good. it about you, right? Yep. He, he always makes sure that 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 the situation is such that you're not wanted, or you were taken advantage of, or they hurt you. They did that. They could have done this, but they did that. And they try and he he tries. Through that relationship that you have with your pastor as he's trying to get you out from under authority. Amen. You and I only can have the authority that's demonstrated from our life than the amount of authority that we're under. Does Amen. that make sense? Yes, sir. So, when you get separated from your pastor, you get separated from your church. When you get separated from your church family, now you, you no longer can have the same authority you had when you were under that authority. And it becomes diminished, and now you become somebody that is prey mm-hmm. to the enemy it'll kind of give you some space for a little bit to, to make it look like, you know, things are better now. You know, I'm not under that yoke of being there. And I got all this time now. And things seem like, woohoo, this is not bad. But he's going to come back <laughs> knocking. You see. Amen. And then you won't realize that that's the reason you're struggling. Yeah. You may not be able to connect the dots. Well, I just thought I'd say that. Anyway, number one... <laughs> The centurion recognized that Jesus was under authority. Look what he says here. In verse 5, back to Matthew 8, it says that when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion (laughs) beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy Grievously tormented. Understand that he sought Jesus out. Why would he seek out Jesus? Because he knew and believed that he was under the authority of God. See, a lot of people came to Jesus because they heard of what he was doing and figured that he was the one that was initiating... The healings. He was the one that was doing the work. There was something about him personally that was doing that. But the centurion saw that he was a man that was yielded to authority. There's a big difference there. Wow. Mm -hmm. See, if if I'm a man of power and a man of authority, and I'm using that power and authority, it's going to be limited. But if I'm under authority of someone that's greater than me, Mm -hmm. then that authority that I'm able to utilize is much greater than me.
1: Amen. Yes.
0: That's good. And so the centurion saw that here's Jesus, and he's not doing what he's doing alone. He's someone that's hooked up with the almighty God. He's the one that's just an arm of the Lord submitted to him. Therefore, he has learned how to access all of the power of God.
1: Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And
0: really, as believers, that's what our secret is. Yes. I can't do anything by my own merit, come on. by my own power. I mean, sure, we can do these little, these little things. But the secret of having great faith, <laughs> the, the secret of having heavenly authority is to come under the Almighty God through Amen. Jesus Christ. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: It is to bow our knee to him. It is to submit ourselves to him. It's to obey him. And when we begin to obey him, then we're under him and he'll delegate his authority to us because we are under his authority through obedience. And see, the centurion saw that because he was a military man. Yeah, he was a military man. And how many of you know that, that him and his small company, you know, had some power? But you see, the power that he had was given to him from the officers above him. Yes. Why are these people he's telling them to do this and to do that, don't do this, don't do that. You think they were afraid of him as a man? Not as much as they were afraid of and respectful of the authority Amen. that he was under.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Because if they didn't obey, then not only were they subject to being reprimanded by the centurion, but potentially they'd have to speak to those over him that had so much more yes. power and authority. Hallelujah. You see, as believers, we, we come to realize that the devil isn't obeying us.
1: Yeah. Come on.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I'm not the hot rod that I think I am.
1: <laughs> come on.
0: And, and I'm no match for you know, those entities in the realm of darkness. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I can't even see them. But you know, when I use heavenly authority because I'm under the Lord's authority, submitted to him, yielded to him, and when I speak the word. Do you see the, the centurion said, just speak the command mm-hmm. of the word. Just all you have to do, Jesus, is speak the word. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. Well, That's I right. can I can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can put the word, the word of God in my heart, and then speak that word to a circumstance in which an entity is behind. Yes. And they're not going to respect me. They're not going to respect my power. They're not going to respect. Anything other than what I'm saying and echoing from my Father. Mm-hmm. And they know if they don't yield, they know if they don't obey, they know if they don't loose their hold, then they got someone else they got to deal with besides me.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Amen.
0: You and I have the keys of the kingdom of yes. heaven. Yes, yes. And whatever we, whatever we bind, is bound by Him. Woo,
1: glory, come on. You see that? Amen. And
0: whatever we lose is then loose by Him. Amen. You see, He's the authority behind our authority. Glory. And you see, great faith sees that. Mm-hmm. Great faith is not trying to to win the battle on its own. Great faith realizes the power that they're under and therefore their power will be released through them. And that's what the Centurion did. The next thing, number two. (laughs) (laughs) The Centurion recognized that God would help him based on God's grace. Amen. The centurion recognized that God would help him, not based on his merit, but on the grace that God was extending him. Notice, now understand, this is a military man that is used to getting his way with those under him. This is a soldier that was probably seasoned in battle. He was probably seasoned in this the rank and file of the Roman uh, military. And I'm sure that he's seen a lot of battles won and made a lot of accomplishments, maybe took many cities. But yet, notice that when, when he saw himself in the presence of someone that he recognized was a representative of God. Look what he says in verse 8. He says, Lord, or he said, Jesus, he says, I am not worthy. Wow. I mean, If you've done a study of this centurion, you'll find out that the Jewish nation loved this guy. (laughs) He he built them a synagogue. He he did things for for Israel and for the Jews, and they loved him. In fact, you'll see in other scriptures where they actually came to Jesus about this man. Now, he could have come with a power play, he could have come to Jesus, hey, maybe you don't know me, but I, hey, I do no, a lot for you yeah. guys, huh? That's my Italian mafia don't voice, and my wife can't stand it. But, but you, you understand, he could have come with his chest <laughs> out before Jesus. Come on. He could talk about how he's a real hot rod, you know, in the, in the Roman military, and what cities he's taken, what, what the things that he's done. He could have said, well, you know, I built this for you guys. I did this. I did that. I, 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 I. How many of you know that talking to God about our attributes, our accomplishments, things that we've done, things that we deserve, doesn't really carry a lot of weight with him? Amen. Now, that's not to say that he doesn't love us. That's not to say that that he isn't mindful of us, but it is to say that we don't deserve anything from God. Let's say that again. (laughs) I don't deserve anything from God. And I certainly haven't earned anything from him.
1: Yeah. Amen. Come on. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen.
0: Yet I'm mindful of his mercy.
1: Yes.
0: I'm mindful of his grace. That's right. I'm mindful Mm -hmm. of his love for me. And I'm mindful of what he told me I could have. Giving it to me freely. Mm -hmm. Not based on my resume not based on my accomplishments certainly not based on how good i am yeah cuz you know amen. my righteousness my own acts of righteousness are as filthy rags
1: come on amen
0: hallelujah thank you jesus and so this was the attitude of this officer he put himself in front of a man that was under the authority of God. And he saw compared to him that he was not worthy.
1: Wow. Good. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You see,
0: every time that you and I go before the Lord and we plead our case, We need to be telling him about what he's done for us through Jesus. Yes,
1: hallelujah.
0: Instead of me going before him and saying, I've been doing this for you. I've been a good boy for the last couple of hours. You know, I, I even put money in the offering one time, you know. Instead of telling him about our righteousness. Really, we should be saying, Father thank you for what you've accomplished for me through jesus amen. amen i'm so glad that when he was on the cross these symptoms that that are now currently in my body i thank you that you put those symptoms and the the root cause of those symptoms on his body through those stripes
1: Yes. yes
0: see instead of trying to build myself up in his eyes to be worthy enough to receive his help, his blessing, and his healing power. I need to be telling him, reminding him, putting my faith in what Jesus has done for me. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not talking about going before God and saying, I'm just a worm. I'm no good. I'm not worthy, and with that religious tone, you know, trying to manipulate God. I'm not saying that. Because I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen, yes. He's made me a holy vessel through the new birth. I am his child. In fact, I like to think of myself as his favorite because of who (laughs) I am now in Christ. (laughs) I'm his favorite because of what Jesus did, not by what I have done. Amen. Do you see there's a difference there? Yes. And this is the tone that the centurion came to Jesus. Now, we're talking about the greatest faith. Mm-hmm. Maybe this might be a reason why my faith isn't so great.
1: <laughs> Come on. <laughs>
0: Hello. Yeah. Right? Uh, when Maybe. I'm comparing myself to him, I'm not worthy. <laughs> I'm not worthy. Right? And that's what the centurion That's what the centurion was doing. Let me say this. Humility. Not a word we like to hear about or talk about. (laughs) Come on. Humility is a very important characteristic of having great faith. Amen. Did you hear me? Humility... Is a very important ingredient to having great faith. Going over to James four six, and we'll we'll close with this scripture. James chapter four verse six. Now understand that God's grace. It's, hmm. Grace is so much bigger than what we've been taught. And if you, if you really want to define what grace is, it's, it's more of God's gift to us. Mm. That, that, that what God gives us is, is a gift. Amen. And anything that's a gift is unearned. Any, anything that, that God gives us is not based on you or I. It's always based on him and what Jesus did for us. And so understand that God has extended all of his gifts, whether it be salvation, whether it be healing in our body, whether it be wisdom, whether it be peace, whether it be joy, whether it be protection, whether it be deliverance, whether it be uh, having an overflowing supply, all of it is a gift amen. and is given freely. However, that doesn't mean that God's grace is is received by everyone.
1: Yes, amen.
0: God's grace, God's gifts have to be accessed and received through faith.
1: Yes. Amen.
0: Just look at your salvation. For by grace were you saved through what? Faith. You see, grace is what God has given. The faith that he has given us in our heart, that spirit of faith, that measure of faith that he's given us, which we also got by his grace. Yes, That's the tool that accesses it and brings his grace to be a part of our life, to bring that gift into our life. And this is why humility, (laughs) that characteristic is so important To accessing his grace. Look at this. Did I give you enough time to find James 4 6? (laughs) My wife has read it ten times already. Uh, (laughs) All right, right, baby. Yeah, it's right right there. It says that God gives more grace. That's a neat thought. Amen. Do you know grace can be increased? Yes. Hey. I need as much as I can get. Hallelujah. We do. Don't we? Yes We, we do. We do. We he to. says he gives more grace. You want to know how? Here we go. Wherefore he saith, being God, God resists the proud. Have of you know that pride is what frustrates God's grace. Ooh, come on. Pride That's is good. what holds that That's gift of grace in whatever area that we need in our life that's what which withholds it yes because pride stands alone Mm -hmm. it doesn't need anyone else and so through pride we're telling god in essence i don't need you i can do this myself
1: or that good old saying i know i know (laughs) lord i know how to do this i know that i know
0: we, we, we really we don't, don't, do we? We don't. <laughs> we think we know, but we don't. He says that he's going to resist or withhold grace from us mm-hmm. because of our pride. But he giveth grace. Amen. He gives the Amen. gift of what we need at that time and at that moment unto the humble. Thank oh, you, praise God! Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? I love that. Yes. And so, the more that I humble myself before Him, mm-hmm. Come on. the more that I see that I need Him. The more that I look at that He's the source of life, mm-hmm. He's the source of wisdom, yes. He's the source of blessing, He's the source of healing, yes. He's the source yes. of protection. Yes. The more humility I display the more grace that I receive. And that causes us to have great faith. Well, let's go ahead and just thank the Lord tonight through prayer that he's speaking to us and he's helping us. Father, Father, thank you so much for helping us to see what is your part and us walking in the blessings and the healing uh, blessing of the Lord. And what is our responsibility? Yes. Too many times, Lord, we put you on both sides of the led- ledger. We put you on the giving side, and we put you on the receiving side. But we see that that's not scriptural, and that's not how we operate in your kingdom. Yes, you are the giver. You are the blessing with the blessing. But, Lord, it's up to us yes. to get to that place of humility. Yes. It's up to us to get to that place of allowing that gift to be ours through receiving. Just like Jesus said to that centurion, he said that your faith is the reason why your servant was healed. And that's our responsibility. That's the receiving end. For it's through faith that we access Your grace, glory, and we thank you for it. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' Jesus' name, Name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, again, we count it as a privilege to be in your presence. That you've allowed us to to speak to you tonight during this live stream. We just trust that the Lord's word has brought light and maybe some things that you're revisiting. Uh, reconsidering, maybe even changes being made in how your relationship with the Lord is and that we think that's awesome and wonderful.
1: And don't forget, take your God's medicine, get in the Word. Yeah. More important now than ever, get in the Word and take His medicine just like you would if the doctor described it. Dr. Jesus <laughs> has given us the Word. Amen. Amen.
0: So we say this to you tonight. We declare that in the name of Jesus yes. that no evil shall befall Nine. thee. We say in the name of Jesus that no plague, no virus, no sickness Glory. shall come nigh thy That's dwelling right. That's right. that you dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. And we say the evil one touches you not. In Jesus, in Jesus' name, name. Amen. amen. Let's just thank him for Glory. it. Glory to yes. God. Woo. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, well, Lord. again, you guys have a great evening. We love you. And you are blessed.